Happy Monday. Yes, it's Monday. What is it? September 13th, and you're listening to a brand new episode of The Julian Dion Show with Jen Grant. <laughs> What's happening? On today's episode, Tammy Brideau joins us, yes, from Food and Beverage Atlantic, sommelier Tammy Brideau joins us, and we'll talk all things food and beverage and wine. We talk a lot of wine. We also talk about our weekend. I describe my raccoon diet, a.k.a. garbage food diet weekend, using an English accent for French words. Why do I do that? I don't know. Plus, the Daily Dose with Jen Grant, your comments, and a whole lot more. And it all starts now, but before it does, I want to thank you. Once again, dear listener, I appreciate you. We appreciate you. It makes us worth living this you being here. Oh, I'm getting a message. Okay, I gotta go. Enjoy this fantastic episode of the Julian Dion Show with Jen Grant and it all starts now. Now, why don't we do a take two? As, wait a minute, let's start again. Hello, hello. <laughs> Hi, this is Ron Vodry. This is Alex Nussbaum. This is Jason Fraser. This is Matt O'Brien. Hey, this is Ray Zwicker. All right, world. My name is Cal Post. Guys, this is Christina Walkinshaw. This is Eddie Delisepi. This is Adrian Spencer. Uh, my name is Timo. And you're listening to the Julian Dion Comedy Hour. You're listening to the Julian Dion Comedy Hour podcast. <laughs> Who am I talking to? What am yeah. I doing? <laughs> Julian Dion Comedy, Comedy Hour? You're podcast. listening to the... Fuck some comedy <laughs> See, I took the word out comedy. Changes the yeah, meaning completely, doesn't it? Days in, <laughs> not really. I'm overworking, but days in the holidays. Happy holidays. You're listening to the Julian Dion Comedy Hour podcast. Now broadcasting live and totally uncensored. <laughs> From Lemon Press Studio. In the beautiful Gatineau the Wills. Project. I was like half asleep on the couch and now I'm projecting. Hey everyone, this is Christian Potenza. This is Gay Trevor Wilson. This is Jean Paul, aka the Island Hipster, hashtag hipster business. This is Steph Tola. Hey, this is Jake Goldsby. This is Sky Wallace. Hey everybody, this is Erica Sigurdsson, aka Ricky Six. Okay, hello. Hi. This is Howard Wagman. Hey, this is Peter Anthony, the PA system. This is Matt O'Brien. Some people like to, that's my rap name. This is Jen Grant, and you're listening to the Julian Dion Comedy Hour podcast. <laughs> Show. You and me belong, just like the flowers, laughing all day long. People I need to lose, sing a little song, then take a shower. Julian Dion. It's, it's a show. It's not an hour, it's a show. It's okay. I don't know if that was if we were on camera the whole time with 
with an overlay that said Matt Carter, or if I just did that right now for a split second. Regardless, it's a welcome. Lie. Matt Carter is not here today. No, Matt Carter is not here on the phone right now with us live. But today we do have a, a guest. First, let me get the business out of the way. Welcome to a brand new episode of the Julian Dion Show with Jen Grant. That's right. She's here. We're here. Who's she? The cat's mother. <laughs> Coming at you, broadcasting from Lemon Press Studios in the beautiful Gatineau Hills. Hi, hi, hi. Wakefield. Yeah, buddy. We uh, recording this on a Monday, Monday, September 13th, 2021, episode 431. Our 431st episode. Isn't that crazy? Wow, it's a lot of episodes over a lot of years. You can go find all of all of those episodes, by the way, available at the Julian Dion Show with Jen Grant. All of the versions of this podcast since 2014 with incredible guest interviews and such. Mariah, are, are you Mariah or Yoko with Jen Grant? Sigida. There's a lot of stuff on the backlog catalog, also available on Apple Podcasts. Is there any way to like so leave just a review? Play a clip of the Mariah Arioka sometime. Yeah, we'll do that tomorrow. We'll play oh some my God, clips. Because that's that's a really fun segment. Actually, we'll do that tomorrow. We'll play some clips. We'll play some segments. Yes. Well, once we can start having people in studio again, we'll start doing the. Uh, are you a Mariah? Are you Mariah or Yoko? I suppose we could do... Oh, here I am again with Matt Carter on the phone. He's not on the phone. <laughs> Why? <laughs> I don't know. I keep hitting the wrong button. We could bring Are You Mariah or Yoko with the Zoom, but... Oh my God, that'd be fun. I think it... Is it possible? I mean, I'm sure. I just haven't really thought it out, but the premise of the... Well, couldn't, well, why don't couldn't you we get them to... Why don't you explain the premise of, of Are You Mariah or Yoko, Jenny? Okay. So the idea is that you know when you're singing your fa- you're listening to your you know a really great song and you love it and and you get really into it and then you sing it and you have your Go headphones ahead. on you think you sound really really good because mm-hmm. you can't hear your own voice you're just assuming that it sounds incredible but then what does it really sound like so who sounds better basically Singing like that. So if if we were to ch- choose a song like, um, yeah, because in the car or with music, I yeah. sound like if I'm singing Pearl Jam, I sound exactly like Eddie Vedder. Yeah. Sometimes I'm like I could take over for him if anything happened to him. <laughs> That's how good it sounds in the car. Right. But then you clip just the uh, just the vocal track, and it's horrific. <laughs> it's nothing like it. Did you remember a few? So years then, what we would do is we would pick the guests would be able to pick a song. Mm-hmm. We give them choices here. Pick a song out of this uh, hundred most popular songs, or what's your favorite song to do that to? And and I would always give them the advantage, like go ahead, pick your song that you like. Mm. So Jules, if you were the guest, what would you pick? I would pick. Um, let's see. Well, sticking with Pearl Jam, we'd go. Uh, oh yeah, just because we're sticking with the theme. <laughs> Not that that would be your decision. Yeah, we'd pick a Pearl Jam song. Daughter? Uh, uh, sure, daughter, yeah. Yeah, so you'd pick that, and then we should demonstrate right now. Uh, okay, sure. Really? I'm down. Do you have earbuds close by? Um, No, but we could do it in a way that... How could we do this? I could go get earbuds. Or we could do it tomorrow. 
we could do it. Yeah, well, we'll do it tomorrow because we have to do the daily dose, and we have today. We have uh, a guest. Hold on, I wanted to preview this too. This was a. And now Julian Dion presents. Are you Mariah or Yoko? Where we find out from each of your celebrity guests: is it vocal range or vocal strain? Oh, that would be funny to actually pick a Mariah or Yoko song. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah, we'll get into that tomorrow. We'll play some clips. But anyway, all all episodes of all 430 previous episodes available, as I said, on the Julian Dion Show with JenGrand.com or at on Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcast platform, wherever podcasts are made available. And by the way, if you're listening on Apple, please leave a review. It makes all the difference in the world. If you have an iPhone, you've got that purple app. Go ahead. Go ahead. What are you waiting for? And as you know, we do uh, we do the show. Unique property of this show is that we do it live. So we'll do it live. Fuck it. <clears throat> it's a Bill O'Reilly, uh, no. vintage Bill O'Reilly clip. Anyway, we do it live. So you can inter- interact with Jenny on YouTube. If you're watching on YouTube, go ahead and smash that like button. All right. Oh, that's not right. And if you're watching on Facebook, go ahead and give us a share. Today, as I mentioned, we have a guest from Food and Beverage Atlantic, a sommelier, 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 Tammy Brideau. And um, that's always weird when French, It's you say, I'm French, yet I'll say French words with an English accent. Sommelier, sommelier. <laughs> Same as like, so Tammy, I met when we, uh, my first job into comedy when I quit my day job for comedy I, I, my first restaurant job she was the sommelier at Rouge see even Rouge I say with an English accent Rouge mm-hmm. at Rouge do you feel pretentious if you do that or something at Rouge mm-hmm. well it's kind of like that thing where Faux? you're like mozzarella br- brusquette no I I know but it, I'm French I should just say it the French way instead I instead I put on an English accent no I know what you're doing I just oh. wonder even though you're French <laughs> am I over explaining do again? you feel like if you're speaking to English people, you're like showing off, like being a show off. Maybe. Like pretentious. Maybe. We're getting to the bottom of it. My pretentiousness is preventing me from letting my wings fly, flap. Kate, okay, I'm actually asking you. Do you? Think I don't you know. Do that? Yes. Oh, yes. Yeah. Mr. Ham it up. Yeah. Ham it up. Yeah. What do you mean? We were like, I don't know. I do this. <laughs> and it's like DJ, you sound like DJ. that Kristen Wiig uh, character from. Uh, when they say when they play password or whatever, the password is. Do you remember? Yeah. She plays that classic of that vintage password, Hollywood actress. The way you just did the password makes reminds me of. The password is Jim Carrey. He does that. What he's, that voice? He's in a movie, and he's. If anyone knows what I'm talking about, please comment. You're watching live. He he goes. The password is right in the guy's ear. Is it Cable Guy? The password is... Oh, yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah, it is. And it's all wet. It's like <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is the Cable Guy. It's like... That's a good movie. It's a great movie. Great movie. And did I... Yes, I did say our guest. Okay, so she'll be joining us, oh, in about 15 minutes or so. Excited to catch up. We've known each other for a long time and haven't uh, chatted in a while. So, 
We'll do that shortly. I had a uh, we had had a good weekend. Ate like garbage this weekend. Oh my god! Saturday night we had a full summer night. We had barbecue and and bonfire. That wasn't garbage. I ate like a oh. dozen mellows. Well, I thought you meant dinner because dinner was really no healthy. dinner's always good, but I, it's the <laughs> stuff I eat from in, in the periphery. Of my meals that are not good. Like 12 marshmallows, but... 12 marshmallows, chocolate, like at first, and it started off s'mores. I made like three <laughs> s'mores right away. Bang, you bang, did? bang. Yeah, three, eight, got three right away. Then I'm like, yo, sick of it. So then to cleanse the palate, ate a raw mellow. Just a, <laughs> just a raw marshmallow to cleanse. And then I'm like, oh, I would have another, but I don't want the whole thing. So I'll just do just a piece of chocolate and a marshmallow. I don't want the graham cracker. <laughs> Then again, I'm like, oh, that was too sweet. So I'll just do, I'll switch it up. Now I'll do a marshmallow, but I'll really burn the outside, <laughs> that that black layer on the outside, just to switch it up. And then where that black skin peels off and you still have a wet mellow in the middle. And so, I, but I did all variations of it, but I, a good a good dozen marshmallows. It's so gross. I was so, I, and... You overdo it sometimes. Overdo it, but back when, when, when you're young, you can eat any time of day and go to bed no problem. Yeah. Eat 12 marshmallows before bed, you feel like shit at 37. Not that it's old. I'm not old or anything. I'm just, I just mean that no, you just can't eat like you used to. Oh, yeah. It's, not, li- it's crazy, eh? Like, why is that? Yesterday, I don't know. Your system just digests. Th- I'm like, oh, this is going to be a problem. I just know all night it's going to suck. Like, um, and last night, same thing. I, I had A&W on my way back. <laughs> it was so crazy. I went to do a show yesterday at five o'clock uh, in Montreal. And uh, I was just thinking of the time I spent in my car versus the time I spent on stage. 12 minutes at a comedy club in Montreal, two hours each yeah, way, four, four plus hours in my car. So weird. We, I left here. I was in Gatineau, so 25 minutes from home in my head. I'm like, this would be two sets right now. I've done two sets. And I still had t- a two hour drive. It's crazy. And uh, but so I got you beat, though. What's that? I went to the Middle East. Yes. And I did 15 minutes. That is crazy. Well, 15 minutes. I did 15 minutes a few times. Oh, you did? You had more than one show in the Middle yeah. East? Oh. I just had one in the Middle East and it was 45 minutes. Well, there was a lot of other people on, on our show. Ooh. Yeah. How many shows did you... You had like a full thing of people touring. We were just, had yeah. two, we were just two comics and a band. Yeah, we had a step dancer fiddle player. Who I still am friends with. She's really nice. Stephanie Cadman, really talented. You're still friends with her? Yeah. Oh, didn't we go see a play in. Uh... Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> and I still have that shirt from that night. Oh, yeah. And oh, remember, we went we went to um, a play and Julian was dressed like a bum. And then he's like, oh, no. I what didn't was I wearing that I felt like I was like a bum again? I don't know, but it was very ultra, ultra cash. And so. We got to the place, so we bu- and you said, "Oh God, I I can't go in wearing this. That's never happened before. Where now you're like the opposite. You're overdressed. I know. So then we went into a store and bought you a respectable outfit. Not nothing too fancy, and it wasn't even fancy. That though. wasn't even fancy. What we bought, we bought like a button up skater shirt. Like it was like at West Forty Nine or something that I, I went shopping. Were, I think you were wearing like a. <laughs> Yeah, like you know you're not shopping for your formal when you go into West Forty Nine. As a grown, ad- it feels also weird as a grown adult to shop at West Forty Nine. But and then nice what did shirt. I do? Did I just throw out my stuff in the garbage? What did I do? Or I think we put put it in the bag that. Oh yeah, right, and, and just yeah. left it in the car. 
It ended up being a nice shirt. You still have. I've it. I've worn that shirt on commercial shoots, TV shoot, like so long, so many times, and I've had that. Well, this was like six years ago. At least seven, eight years ago, twenty years ago, forty-five, fifty years ago, a mm-hmm. hundred million years ago. Okay. And but I wore it on. Uh, Le Sens du Punch with Ryan Doucette. That was three years ago, and it was an old shirt at that point. Mm-hmm. And I was just uh, at Magog when I went in June there to do a TV thing, and Ryan was on, and we were each just hanging out in my hotel room. I put my shirt on. I was like, oh, you have that shirt still? I was like, oh, <laughs> yeah, I do. <laughs> just that same shirt everywhere. I know, but it's sad to let some shirts go. I, it, I, I, I know, and there's nothing wrong with it. It's fine, but there is something weird with someone pointing out something yeah. you were wearing four years ago. I know. Oh, you still have that shirt. I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah, do. but what's wrong <laughs> with that? I don't know. I don't know. Society dictates that for some reason I uh, should be shamed into shopping. Shame yourself into shopping spree. Hi. Hi, we're Shopaholics. Jen Grant and Julian Dion. <laughs> ah. I have a, I think today, not I think, I have to commit. Today's my last day drinking coffee. Whoa. Great. I know. I know. It is because tomorrow I'm going to the dentist, so I want a fresh start. They're going to get right in there. They're going to clean everything. Oh, here we go. Clean, fresh mouth. I don't want to taint it with acidic black coffee espresso. So uh, today... (laughs) Oh, brother. (laughs) Let me see that eye roll again. (laughs) So today is my last day. I have been weaning, except today I've already... I've had two... I've, I've been keeping it to one. Two already today? Yeah, just because it was my last day, I thought, you know what? Oh Go out with God. a bang. You're ridiculous. So I have been keeping it to espresso, uh, one ounce, one shot of Nespresso a day. And uh, today, or tomorrow, or today's the last, today it, it stops, it ends, it's over. Are you going to go decaf or don't even? No, no don't that'll even. stain too. Yeah. It's about staining now. Okay, so now your thing is about staining. Yeah, <laughs> I know. <laughs> it's acidic first, staining. I have weird coloring on this screen. On this one. Wendy says she has a collection of retired shirts that mark her lifetimes. Oh, yeah, that's that's true. That's a good point. I do, too. I, I have so many T-shirts, and that's why I can't get rid of any. Because mm-hmm. they're all like, they're like bookmarks of uh, <laughs> chapters of my life. Like that one. <laughs> we're grown adults, eh? Yes, I know. Like and this we're is not, what we do. We're not twenty-year-olds, uh, like um, frat, frat guys. No. Wendy says, uh, you "Sure fooled me." You should switch to instant. <laughs> instant coffee. An LOL. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Yes. I think Wendy. That's awesome. Yeah, we had covered that. I think one time she mm-hmm. uh, mentioned that. She, who's she? The cat's mother. Yeah, we should get a meow on that soundboard of ours, mm-hmm. of mine. Oh, there it is again, Matt Carter. I keep clicking that. Kay. It's just in the positioning of my screen. Can you just delete that, please? No, because if ever we have another phone customer. customer. Well, change, <laughs> take out the Matt Carter. Jen, I don't tell you how to flip burgers or if, stay out of my job if i flip burgers <laughs> too often and at the wrong time you might have to tell me how to flip burgers <laughs> come on hey 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 whoops oh my Shit. god you what is happening right now i'm losing my mind it's because it's uh, titled the same thing and now oh my Julian god <laughs> hey 
<laughs> Is it frozen? Oh, hello? <laughs> I actually thought it was frozen. You got me. You got me. Turbulence face. <laughs> One time we were on an airplane and we had, we just hit a patch of turbulence and I turned around and Jen's like this. <laughs> like a cartoony wide mouth like like so much so now when she does that years later we refer to it as turbulence face thank you <laughs> daily dose daily dose get the news from coast to coast daily dose daily dose all your news from coast to all coast all the news and the headlines from Jen Grant we're like that couple that like flirts and tickles themselves, tickles each other, tickles themselves. That started fake but ended real. <laughs> oh, yeah, buddy. Okay, can I just say for the record? Go ahead. That this will be a choppy, um, not great daily dose. You fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> I, it's going to be reading. Sorry. Greeting. Sorry. What well, happened? I'll be careful with it. It's because I got on the phone with my sister, and yeah. Anyway, it's Tess's okay. fault. So here we so, go. Some Reading. High-ranking high Ontario. P- no, oh, I'm. God, you never say high-ranking in your real life. Listen, What's Ontario on that, poli- that politicians and some uh, healthcare organizations are issuing warnings ahead of a number, a bunch. See, I would have said a bunch. A oh bunch of. Pro- my God. Bunch of <laughs> protests expected to take place at hospitals across Canada hospitals? today. Yeah, have you heard of this? No. So an organization um, called the Canadian Frontline Nurses posted notices of silent vigils, in quotes, expected to take place in all 10 provinces, saying they're meant to critique public health measures put in place to curb the spread of COVID-19. I don't really understand. So What do you mean um, you don't understand? They're protesting the sa- the, 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 the health geez. measures. <laughs> the well, health. Uh, yeah, but why? Who's protesting? They are. Who? The protesters. What? The protesters. Yeah, who are they protesting against, though? Against the, government? the hospitals. Why? I don't know. Uh, organizers say they want to take a stand the, against against <laughs> what they call oof, oof, Farley just jumped. We just have cats flying everywhere. Tyrannical measures and government overreach, adding that they are not encouraging nurses to walk out on their shift or abandon patients. But Ontario Premier Doug Ford, see, I wouldn't normally say that. I would just say Doug, Vor- yeah, Doug yeah, Ford. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Doug Ford, whose province was among those targeted by similar past whose protests. province. You yeah. would just say Ontario. I know. <laughs> you wouldn't say Premier Doug Ford, I whose know. province has been targeted. Uh, anyway, the Registered Nurses Association right. um, strongly condemning the planned disruptions and calling for designated safe zones around healthcare facilities. So um, nurses, doctors, and other healthcare workers have been working around the clock on the front lines of the pandemic for eight, for like a year and a half, helping to keep the community safe. 
uh, these heroes need the resources and supports to continue the battle now in the thick of a fourth wave. So I guess we can't deny, I guess the fourth wave is really happening. They cannot. Are we in it or it's about to happen? I think, I don't know. I think we're in it now. They cannot and must not be distracted or worse discouraged by protests at the doorsteps of their workplace. So uh, past protests have centered on both public health measures and the prospect of proof of vaccination systems that would limit access to many public settings for those who have been immunized against COVID. uh, BC's system takes effect on Monday while Ontario's is set to launch on, oh, okay, September 22nd. I don't understand what's going on right now. Well, I think there's going to be protests and the, the hospitals have had to... You know what? It's really annoying because... The pro they're worried about the protests distracting from the the hospital, distracting the hospital. Um, I think we're that in conjunction with people who are not vaccinated who are taxing the system when other people who really need it, who have been vaccinated and have surgeries planned and <clears throat> care and everything, are mm-hmm. not getting the treatment they need. Yeah. It's like ugh, something should be done. Says um, the mayor of Toronto, John Tory, is condemning any participation in a protest at hospital doors. Um, so I guess it's an anti-vax rally that's planned at the Toronto General Hospital today. Warning that police are prepared to arrest anyone who blocks ambulance access to the facility. Like, are we living in the craziest time right now? It's pretty crazy. We're going to look back and it's going to feel insane. I know. Even just the shows. We've, it already does, actually. If I think back of like early pandemic, yeah, like last month or last year, I mean, and, and like the first months of it, there was no vaccine in sight, no end in sight. Everything was like, it was, it was crazy and it still is, but it's a different crazy, but we'll mm-hmm. look back on this crazy this year I know, and it'll be insane. But think of, uh, yesterday I was talking to a, another comic in the green room. Last time I saw him was August of last year in, in uh, Tarbon. I should do the English accent in, in Tarabona. <laughs> And, uh, and, uh, yeah, that was our first show for in like five months last August. And that was such weird times. Mm -hmm. That one, I felt nervous every time I went out. That one, like going out pre-vaccine was scary. Like now that I think about it, like it was in the moment, but back, like looking back, Mm -hmm. it it was every time I was like, for like 14 days after anything I did, I'd be like, did I get it? I'd take breaths. Like, yeah. And that kind of stuff really, it's taxing. Yeah. Says, uh, we all have the right to protest, but abusing that right in order to harass people outside a hospital and spread misinformation about vaccines in the middle of the pandemic is unacceptable and beyond the pale. That's what Tori said. What is beyond the pale? What does that mean? I know. It's an act. Uh, 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 what does it mean? Look, I'll look it up. Or do, uh, yeah, I'll look it up. <laughs> <laughs> says, in a post on social media, Toronto police reiterated this sentiment, saying that while they respect everyone's right to peacefully protest, hospital operations and public safety cannot be disrupted in any way. Officers will be present and monitoring and ch- and charges will be laid where warranted. So I'll be curious to see what happens out of this. Because anti-vaxxers, I'm going to make a bl- blanket statement, and I'm not going to say every one of them is like this, but I am guessing that many anti-vaxxers that are in that crowd are going to act erratic, like irrationally. And write your letters if you want. <laughs> I don't care. Um, 
Like, I think some shit's going to go down. Outside the bounds of acceptable behavior beyond the pale. Yeah, some shit's going to go down. Like that Capitol um, riot there yeah. that happened. Um, I'm, I'm going to guess that uh, over 90% of those people were anti-vaxxer type people. Right. Wouldn't you? Yeah. Sorry. Probably. Sorry, guys. Sorry, society. Well, I don't know. With Trump, because Trump is, pro- they're all Trumpers and and Trump is pro-vaccine. Now. Yeah. Now, right. but he was barely wearing a mask back then. Yeah. And wasn't very <laughs> uh, open and um, expressing that he was wanting to get vaccinated. Don't you remember that? Mm-hmm. Anyway, blah, blah, freaking blah. So um, Canada's immigration minister said yesterday that, that um, we have now helped more than 140 Afghans make their way overland to Pakistan, one of the few routes that is open to those who want to leave the country and have special Canadian visas. A spokesperson for Immigration Minister Marco Mendocino added that these refugees will be on their way to Canada within days or weeks. The Khyber Pass, it's called a mountain pass on the border of Pakistan and Afghanistan, is currently a jammed jumble of trucks, people, goods, Pakistani Pakistani soldiers, and now Taliban gunmen. Can you even imagine? No, like we just see a little bit of it, but it's just constant 24-7 chaos there. Think yeah, about it. Like Middle of the night, anytime, just people die. trying to leave. I know. Yeah. Until a few weeks ago, it was the Afghan army that controlled their side of the border, but now it's Taliban fighters giving the orders. Under the white flag of the Taliban, border guards from both countries stand just steps apart, controlling the mass of trucks going back and forth, as well as the crush of Afghans desperate to leave. A Taliban fighter said that those who have a visa can leave or come whenever they want, but most Afghans waiting in line will be turned back, as as only those with travel documents for another country will make it across. Ugh. You know, when I started uh, Yak Yaks, um, I think I've, I've definitely told you this story. I don't know if I've shared it on the podcast, but when I started, well, <laughs> is, that, is that the same as the uh, university? Yeah, when I yeah. went to university. Yeah. I went across the seas to the Middle East. Um, but when I started Yak Yaks years ago, there was a bartender, nice, nice guy and from Iran. And he told me a story like, you know, for... You know, um, a year I would go into the club and chat with him, not realizing his history. He escaped Iran. Mm-hmm. His parents paid someone, I don't know, 20 grand to help their son get out of Iran. And he had to, during the night, you know, escape through the mountains. Yeah. And it's like, literally, I can never complain about anything again. I'm not going to. There, I said it. You're quitting caffeine. I'm quitting complaining. Okay. You heard it here first, ladies and gentlemen. You know what? If I... I yes. can only complain... That's awesome. If if I'm escaping around. There. Okay, Britney Spears announced her engagement yesterday. That was pretty good. Yeah, that was Why like almost... Why didn't you recognize it? Oh, it just needs to be faster. Okay, go. You go. Oh, no, no. Let's start over. Erase. Oh, that was good. Okay, ready me. <laughs> it is. You're just flat a little bit. Okay. <laughs> go ahead, Jenny. We got to get Tammy on here. Britney so. Spears announced her engagement yesterday to boyfriend Sam at 
What? <laughs> Who cares? Agari. You don't care? About Britney Spears' engagement? No. Displaying a, a diamond ring engra engra engraved with the word lioness. The news came days after her father filed to end the court conservation. Oh, that seems suspect. Because the, the man, her fiancé, is like, oh, so you have control over your money again? Hmm. Sounds interesting. Let's get married so I can have half of whatever you have. Because if her husband, her father kept controlling her money, he wouldn't be able to get half of that money. Right. I hope I don't see this story on Dateline. Um, <laughs> quickly, a Florida judge has canceled the trial for rock icon Rod late, Stewart. What happened with Rod Stewart? I'm just about to read it here. Oh, you don't Florida know Florida judge has canceled the trial for... Well, can I read it? Yeah, yes, yes. For Rod Stewart and his adult son. And schedule. I love how like you have to mention he has an adult son because even though he's like eighty, he could be married to a twenty-year-old who just gave birth to a newborn. Yeah, he probably does. He probably has like a four-year-old somewhere. <laughs> he there. probably does. But like any other story, no yeah. one would be like, wait, 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 wait. Does that eighty-year-old have an adult son or yeah. a newborn? Are we talking Rod Stewart's a fifty-seven-year-old son or his <laughs> nine-month-old? And he could even have one older, Jules. That's what's scary. His 80s, yeah. Are we talking about his 64-year-old yeah. son or his nine-month-old? Honestly, I'm going to find out after the story. I'm going to Google it. What is okay. So, right. yeah, anyway, he, he's uh, canceled the trial for Rod Stewart and his son. Uh, scheduled, um, wait, has canceled the trial no. for <laughs> I know, and scheduled a hearing next month to discuss a plea deal to resolve charges stemming from a New Year's Eve altercation with a hotel security guard nearly two years ago. Court records show the hearing with Judge August... August is a nice first name. Bonavita oh is ADHD. set for October 22nd regarding a plea agreement to close the case without them needing to appear in court. The trial was scheduled and... Um, anyway, if convicted, the Stewarts were facing a year in jail or probation. I like when you read because you get uh, surprised in the middle of... The of the thing. Yeah. Like, like if I you had read that know. already, you would just state it as fact. Like yeah. they would face a year in jail. But reading it, you're like, <gasps> facing a year in jail. It's like the an audiobook. The Stewart's battery charges have taken long to resolve because of the pandemic. And um, the London-born singer, see, I wouldn't normally say that, of, yeah. of the 70s hit, uh, we all know what he wrote. Stop it. Stewart and his son are <laughs> accused of pushing and shoving a security guard, Jesse Dixon, uh, at the upscale the Breakers Hotel. Jeez. Oh, sorry, sorry. Because he, of his name. he couldn't... What? Because of his name. What? And the, the security guard? Jesse Dixon? Dick? Yeah. What's wrong with you? Because he wouldn't let them go in, to let them into a New Year's Eve party. Oh, yeah. The security guard told Palm Classic. Beach police officers that the uh, steward and Rod right. Stewart and his hey, <laughs> I'm almost done. Just, well, you're, you're it's just like reading. You're, you're like doing that. No, I'm not. I'm doing a good job. I'm doing you're doing a great. You. No, no, you're doing a great job. Better than me at what? Podcasting? Reading. Oh, you're reading. Yes, absolutely. Podcasting. Jeez. Okay. <laughs> the eye roll again. Someone's got a bit of a insecurity about their podcasting. What are you talking about? No, I didn't, I didn't know what you, you were, were like. Meant. What do you mean? I'm terrible at podcasting. <laughs> Not everything has an underlying thing to study yeah. and think of in a root yeah. cause. I just meant like, where? What are we talking about? So we're on the same page. What do you mean? Uh, uh, mm -hmm. That's what I meant. Can we acknowledge the fact that Farley is in the studio? It's yeah. kind of 
Anyway, so that's it. That's your daily dose wrapping her up. No, no, it was great. You did an awesome job. Uh, it's just funny because you're like reading, but like the footnotes and like so low. You're like, anyways, yeah. No, go. Just. <laughs> hey, come on. Two, three, four. Daily dose. Daily dose. Get the news from coast to coast. Daily dose. Daily dose. All your news from coast to All coast. All the news and headlines from Jen Grand. Looks like I have water in my ear. Mm. Okay, let's go right to our guest. Thank you, Jenny, by the way. That was amazing, as always. So let's get uh, to our guest. I will admit her in the room. And here she is. Here we go with uh, Tammy. Hey, uh, can you see it? We can see you. We Hi, can Tammy. hear you. Hey. Good morning. Good morning. Can welcome, Tammy see me? Welcome to the show. Tr- yes, yes, I can. Now, okay. now you're you're seeing what you were seeing on the screen earlier, where the both both of us. Um, okay, great. Are sitting there. The other day, Matt couldn't see me, so I was just wondering. I just wanted to know. Yeah. No. Today. Okay. Today we're on. Uh, hey, Tammy. How are you? It's so so nice to see you. Nice to see you too. It's been a long time. Tammy and I have known each other for many years. We work together. Oh, l- l- listen, I have a bubble in my throat. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Get it out there. Get it out of there. <laughs> we met uh, my first job. I quit my day job at uh, Assumption Mutual Life in Moncton for comedy, and I wanted like a side job or whatever, and I w- worked at uh, Rouge. Again, I'm doing that Rouge? English, yeah, English <laughs> accent thing. Why do I? Why do I do that? Uh, Rouge. I worked at You're Rouge. You're trying to fit in with other English people or I something. Am. Like I'm just English. Oh. I know it's an insecurity thing. So wait, where did you guys work together? Rouge at Rouge. Yes, and so um, and Tammy was the uh, sommelier there. Ah, yeah. So uh, say it if you were saying it to a French person. How would you say it? Uh, I would say sommelier. Ooh. With nice. with that at the end. Ooh. Every time. I'm always impressed with uh, Sommelier because it's it's way more extensive than people know, right? It's like harder to get than... than can you explain to us a little bit what, what is the process of being certified Sommelier? Yeah, certainly. So it's... Um, when I started, I was managing a restaurant called Pestali in Moncton. It doesn't exist anymore, but... Um, Basically, I didn't know how to explain to people and have the right terms about wine. So I said, well, I'll take the sommelier course because it's a three level. And I said, I'll take the first one just to have the base and see how it goes. And uh, at first, I'm just like, because there's all kinds of levels, right? The people that are in that course. So then you're looking at them going, oh, my God, what am I doing here? I'm in that like really. But at the end, I mean, it's practice and it's learning the different regions and grapes and tasting and listening to the ones that know more and then just learning as you go and and it's uh it's about a nine month process oh wow Um, nine months yeah but it's not every day it's like a a certain period of time per week and um the test at the end is really a blind tasting of about 10 wines you have to describe it from a to z tell what country it is and what vintage it is no way blind uh, pretty intense wow that's whoa so just blind you have to say the region and the i couldn't even tell you the grape blind or anything i couldn't even tell you red or white blind i think uh, (laughs) and were you able to do it tammy yeah yeah i I graduated oh my god that's uh almost 15 years ago now would you be able to do it now do you think well, um, not as good because I don't practice enough. It's all about practice oh, yeah? and keeping mm-hmm. your taste buds and your sense of smell. And you have to look at it too, right? Because the color tells you a lot about the wine as well. 
So uh, practice makes perfect as anything else. And you'll never know everything about wine because it evolves and changes and every vintage is different. So if I try the same wine a year after or because of the climate or the temperature and everything else, it could be very different. So it's a learning process. For sure. I love any job that's like, you need to practice drinking wine more. You need to yeah. practice. That's your problem. You don't practice drinking it enough. Yeah, yeah. And they're like, spit it out after. What? I quit. Forget it. Yeah. Do you have to spit it out after every time? I know that's a question you probably get a lot and an annoying one, but I, uh, people are always like, because when no, you go to like the wine I fest or whatever. I that annoying I mean, for us, it's, I want to know that too. Yeah, no, it's it's better to like, especially if you taste many, like you do get a buzz and then you can't really yeah. <laughs> you can't really focus. But yeah, you, you do spit and you, you kind of get the gist of what it is. And but if you continue drinking, like you'll it does make sense. Yeah. Like by <laughs> by the what, you know, 10th taste, you're like trying boxed wine like this is delicious. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, in Moncton, there's the is it the wine fest? What's it called? The wine yeah. is it wine fest? The wine, yeah. Uh, food and Wine Food Expo, yeah. Right. And at the Moncton Coliseum, and you go around and you taste all these wines, and that's the idea is you spit it out or whatever, and then you can buy them or, or whatnot. But yeah, we would go to that thing and, and, of course, not spit the wine and just try to get through <laughs> all of them uh, and never make it through and then just end up vomiting in the parking lot. Like, <laughs> like the opposite of what you're supposed to get from it. We were like, oh, sw- we, we saw it like a, a pub crawl. We are like, oh, it's, yeah, it's, really. the, it's the wine expo. Let's go get blackout yeah. drunk on after 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 like a half hour you just go from booth to booth and just be like i'll have that one like you don't taste anything You're oh just the like people at the booth must be like look at these dipshits coming up they don't <laughs> oh, give no. two craps about the wine yeah um jen do you have a question about uh as a matter of fact i do Jules. oh yeah okay um, I want to know something, Tammy. I want to know, is it possible? And I want your honest answer. I don't want your diplomatic answer. I want your, <laughs> from your heart, I want to know your actual opinion. Is it possible to make good homemade wine? Be honest. <laughs> yeah, I mean, um, it won't be like, well, it depends on your palate, right? So whatever people are used to, some people are used to, you know, like less complex wine. Some people are used to really complex wines. So it is possible to make good wine at home. It's just, you have to add like oak chips and to get more, you know, texture and complexity and so on. So I, I, I'm not saying it's going to be the most fantastic wine, depending on your palate. Some people are going to like it as is, but there is a way to kind of uh, work at it with like different um, techniques to kind of get it a little bit more complex and flavorful, but yes, it, it's possible, but it's, it's a uh, art. <laughs> Uh, yeah art if i understand you correctly simple people like homemade wine no <laughs> no right. um, that, that, yeah. i tried that yeah. few that i was just like oh that's good for a homemade wine like it, okay it has, but you, you know, said it's good and... for a homemade wine but have you ever tried a homemade wine and thought <laughs> oh this is on par with like a 20 dollar bottle from the liquor store ever um, i didn't really taste a lot of them because i don't have you know yeah. a lot of people that i know make it like okay. right okay. the okay, ones let, that let, make it are really start starters so like the ones that no i didn't try a lot of them that were like yeah. wow like it's, yeah okay let me ask this way because because jen is of the philosophy and she has an album called nobody likes your homemade wine <laughs> Je, Je, <laughs> jen, i'm a little biased yeah she way. subscribes to the to the uh, philosophy that there's no such thing as good homemade wine so let me ask you this uh for your sommelier test at the end for the blind test is there a homemade one in there 
Where <laughs> they're like, for the region, where they're like, oh, this is a garage. I'm getting a garage. This one is from the region of Skaduk. Yeah. It has yeah. a hint of um, what would be from Skaduk. From Skaduk, uh, uh, Pussy Willow. Pussy Willow. And I don't know. <laughs> um, okay, well, I have a question. If you, What's your go-to... Um, accessible like uh wine at the liquor store or country something that would be good for our viewers and listeners to hear like a suggestion on a wine that won't break the bank um that is a good easy guideline for people like what country percentage um that kind of thing because i know everywhere in canada and the u.s like we have listeners everywhere but if you could give us kind of a a real easy tip for people picking a wine. They don't want to spend a lot of money and it's going to be good. Um, I guess it depends because everybody has different palates, right? Some people right. like it really robust. Some people like it more fruity. Some people like it sweeter. So it, it and people mix a lot, the fruit and the sweetness. It's not the same thing, right. um, but like it's, it, it's really hard. And what happens in each province or each country, there's all kinds of different access to different wines. So what I'm going to suggest might not be in your store. Right. <laughs> so it, right. it's really hard because everybody's a monopoly. Like most of Canada's a monopoly for liquor, except like Alberta and places like that. And there is some private stores, but it, it's a bit hard. Right. And it, it, like I said, like for me, I like, you know, each country there's wines I like. It depends on what I'm looking for. It depends on the weather. It depends what I'm eating. If it's rosé, white, sparkling, or red, like there's so many variables that for me to kind of say, okay, you should try this. Like I would have to have an hour and saying, oh, well, if you like sweet, you should maybe look yeah. at something like this. If or you like a, dry, you should look. Something. Yeah. So or it, it's a, very hard to to suggest something like that just because of the variance and <clears throat> taste buds. Yeah, unless you yeah, unless you had a few like questions to ask beforehand, then you could kind of like mm. go go from there. But blind, I would yeah. What's your but I get calls line? all the time. Yeah. From friends. Like yeah. they're at the liquor store. I'm eating this or I'm looking for something like this. Then I just send them suggestions. So I'm yeah. kind of the Wikibalia for some friends. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> and my favorite wine, um, oh my, really, it all, like as long as, as a wine's well balanced, I find that's not too acidic and not too flabby and not too, you know, that's really complex and doesn't have a short finish. That's what I like. But um, to say I have a go-to, I always try. Like I went to Wolfville this week, uh, last week, sorry, uh, at where there's all kinds of uh, wineries in Nova Scotia and went to visit some of my members. And then I, I, I stopped at a few other ones. I went to visit six. And I swear in the last two years, um, even the quality in the wines there just kind of expanded even better because they're knowing, understanding the grapes, understanding the, the temperature, the terroir, like they know what to plant now. And it's a learning progress, right? But when you start from scratch with vines and you're and it's an area that's harder to grow to, you need to do hybrids. And there's so much to learn, like when you grow yeah, wines, that yeah. now it's getting to the point, like I, I visited some that I tasted 10 years ago and it's like 10 times better because they're understanding it, all of that. Right? Oh, that's so really cool. We went it's to, really nice. a couple of years ago, we went to Lightfoot. Is that what it's called? Lightfoot? Yeah, Lightfoot oh, in Wolfville. Yeah. It was so nice. And we sat outside. Jules, you weren't there for this, but we I went with his family um, for lunch and they have pizza pizza mm. oven and i find vineyards you really feel like when you're at um, a vineyard you feel like you're escaping like it feels like another country almost like 
almost like um, perfectly manicured. It's it's like a golf course. You know when you go to golf course, yes. and everything is just so yeah. beautiful and perfect. We were sitting there having. I was like, where are we? Europe? Like it felt like we were outside amongst all the grapes. And I thought, oh man, to live here and to do this as a job would be definitely very challenging. But what a beautiful setting to live in. I didn't want to leave. Oh, <laughs> I was yeah. there for a day and a half and I'm just like, I really have to go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That'd be so nice. Good. Were you there on business? Because now you're with uh, Food and Beverage Atlantic. Could you tell our listeners what exactly that you do with uh, Food and Beverage Atlantic? Certainly. Uh, yes, I was there for work. Um, so with Food and Beverage Atlantic, uh, I was always in food and beverage and I was looking for something new because I, I, I was a, a wine rep and then I was um, the um, executive director for the Shadiac Lobster Festival as well. So I was yeah, doing yeah, the two right. and had another right. festival creation and I kind of like the entrepreneur side. So after a while, I'm just like, okay, I need something else. And then uh, my friend, the Kilted Chef, Alain Boissy, recommended me this opportunity that I didn't even know existed. So basically, Food and Beverage Atlantic, it's a nonprofit to help manufacturers of food and beverages. So anything that's transformed uh, into a value-add product. Um, So we do a lot of food safety training uh, to make sure, you know, the food's safe to eat. We do a lot of trade missions in different countries to help them export. Uh, We do a lot of visibility like the CTV, what's for dinner. So to showcase what we have in Atlantic Canada, Uh, we do Sobeys pitches. So trying to get products in Sobeys. So some companies would start in the farmer's market, then grow slowly and then we want to get into the bigger retailers. So they, we, we help them train them, say what to say, what not to say, how to get ready. And then uh, they try to pitch at Sobeys and we had great success with that. We have over probably 30 companies now that got into Sobeys in Atlantic Canada because of our programming. So that's really good. So it's just helping them through the hurdles, uh, making it easy for them to find connections, networking, uh, you know, packaging. There's so much to do, like the barcodes, uh, the testing for your product to make sure it's shelf stable. So there's an array of stuff that they have to go through, plus the business plan, right? And making sure people will like it and so we're there to help them along the way and facilitate all that. We have about 10, 210 members now. Yeah, cool. le- le- and like you, Tammy, I didn't even know that existed as kind of like the middleman of of or, or like a guiding uh, mm-hmm. uh, entity for anyone that ha- wants to bring a product to to market. Considering that you're the side of the food industry that was, because uh, you deal with a lot of hospitality and so on, how did the pandemic affect your business? Did you have to pivot? How did that look for you guys? Uh, so on the hospitality, for me, it's more manufacturing. It's less the restaurants, but I still know okay. what's going on because it did affect my members because they some of them had really a niche with restaurants and hospitality, like oyster farmers and stuff like that. So so basically, yeah, they had to pivot. They had to, you know, uh, either do sales online. They had to look at other markets, other ways of doing it. You know, the, the boxes, like uh, working together and created a... Um, a box full of different local products and selling that online. So a lot of them pivoted, some of them really well and, and found new niches and others, you know, had a hard time and had to close. It, it's kind of a variety of things that happened, but, um, and some just, you know, sat back and kind of, okay, analyze their business again and kind of reinvent themselves or things like that. So yeah, it was hard on all of them, especially the labor. Labor is the 
kicker right now in every business, not just manufacturing, but yeah, right. it, it's really a, an issue. And I know you were talking earlier about immigrants from Afghanistan and stuff like that. Well, we need immigrants because they want to work certain jobs that maybe Canadians don't want to work and they're not taking our jobs because we don't want them. <laughs> you know, we don't want those jobs. So like people have to realize that we do need, you know, temporary foreign workers and things along those lines to help the industry. And then we're looking at food automation more. So we're yeah. training a lot educational about food automation to kind of help the companies grow and succeed because like a lot of them, they have like the, even the owners have to work in their lines because they can't even get employees. Yeah, so, it, it, it is. It is such a big issue that uh, like immigration that people um, it's are surprisingly often closed off to, especially in smaller areas like like, you know, we're from New Brunswick. So people tend to be closed off to that idea more. But there's so many benefits that come with it. Like if you look at a place like oh. actually back home, Capelé, like Capelé uh, back in the day, you know, it's just a, it, well, I mean, it's still a really just a small place, but. Not very multicultural as a place. You wouldn't think Capelé, mm -hmm. but now um, you have all these these plants that have hired uh, immigrants from from all over the world, uh, Mexico mm -hmm. and, and South America, and all. So now Capelé is like one of the most diverse little corners in the province, and it's awesome. You have these little restaurants mm -hmm. that are popping up, these authentic, uh, you know, of, of various cuisines and cultures that, that you wouldn't otherwise be exposed to back there. So there are tons of positive. Uh, yeah, it's very positive, and I think a lot of people travel more than they used to and they know the cultures now and they know that kind of food so i'm excited when everybody like when they open these little shops or market farmers markets or whatever because then i'm just like it's authentic like authentic yes. food that we're eating and you know especially during covid where you can travel i was like oh my gosh i'm gonna you know die and eat to travel yeah. but then we have these people that are creating these amazing foods and that we have access to that we wouldn't have before right so mm -hmm. it's it's really good yeah, it's all uh, it's all great stuff. When you say you have over two hundred members, um, is it is it your job to actively seek out and find new members, or do people find you? How does that work? How do you grow? Uh, at, yeah, at first I was uh, on the road fifty percent of my time in Atlantic Canada, and I was trying to find new members. Now with the diverse benefits that we have, uh, we now have like recommendations or referrals from government or other members, which is great. So. Now it's kind of a mix. Like it's, you know, when I go to events, I'll talk about what we do and trying to get new members, but then we have referrals, which is amazing. So that's even, even better because, you know, people are talking good about us of how we can help and so on. So there's a, there's been a shift in the last two years for sure. But um, when yeah. you, when you say events, are those events that, that are put on by, by you guys, or are they events you just uh, participate like all over the uh, Maritimes or Atlantic provinces to uh, kind of expand? Yeah, it's a mix. Uh, we do a lot of events, a lot of training events, trade shows. Uh, we're the proponent for some of the provincial um, events too. Uh, so like we do capacity building for different provinces or different. We did our first virtual show last June when COVID hit because everything was live usually. And we were one of the first in Canada to do a virtual trade show. Uh, through an awesome platform. It looked really like a booth and people would go in and click on, you know, a tech sheet to understand what your product was. You could chat, you could video chat with them. It was all online, but yeah. it was really interesting. Mm -hmm. So like things like that, like I would jump on and introduce myself and chat with people. And then like this week, I went to one in Dieppe uh, at the farmer's market. It was Pal Pal Mange Mange. So it was uh, a speaker on labor issues from the University of Moncton that spoke. And then we had booths with all tastings of different products. So uh, just to name a few, like there's, you know, barbecue sauce, there's 
uh, maple syrup, dark maple syrup is the oh, best. Yes. Sorry. I'm, <laughs> I really like, but like, it's all kiosks that you could try their products, really taste it and really uh, talk to them about what they do. And that was uh, created by the farmer's market. Right. But I had like 10 members there, which was great. So, so it's a mix. My sister and I um, have thought a couple times to, you know, do something like that, like start a small business with like start with, you know, a sauce or a food product. But I have seen on Dragon's Den and Shark Tank, they always say how hard it is to start a business like that. It's an extremely competitive industry Mm -hmm. to create a sauce or something like that and get on the shelves. And uh, there's a lot of uh, it's hard to get in and hard to really Mm -hmm. uh, because so many people want to do it. So what do you what do you what's your opinion on that so basically we kind of have a process with the food island partnership which is in pi so they help businesses too um in pi only but now there's a project we're doing atlantic but basically it's like an excel propel program so they put people through like example oh i make the best spaghetti sauce ever i want to create a spaghetti sauce uh just selling to friends kind of thing right now and they think it's the bomb but they go through like a process of like testing the product, looking at, you know, the um, competitors and so on and so forth. It's kind of a business plan if you want to see if it's worth continuing with your idea. So, I mean, the the main thing is you have to think outside the box that you can't make a sauce that like everybody else does. So example, the barbecue sauce I just showed you, they uh, partnered with the local breweries and have beer in each of the sauces. So, you know, there's Brasseux de la Côte in there. There's, you know, Cavoquet. There's all kinds of... um, breweries across New Brunswick that they partnered with and they make a different sauce with that different beer so you just have to you know be different because if Sobeys looks at you and says well there's 10 hot sauces on the shelf or whatever the sauce you know it's too competitive you really need to stand out with packaging or the sauce as per se that there's something different a different flavor because like you said it's really competitive yeah like to see a need in the market right like a Mm -hmm. uh, what do you call that a gap a gap yeah because like it we probably would have gone the plant-based route and I think when you like she's my sister's been a vegan for five years now and she really knows the frustration of trying to find certain products. So she'd had Mm. to make it herself. So that would be an example of maybe something happening organically where you, you know, you, you, you create it because it is, doesn't exist. Like you've tried to, but then Mm -hmm. when even people who are carnivores, non-plant-based people would eat her like an Alfredo sauce, for instance, and they would say they would not know the difference or you wouldn't tell people and then they'd really like it and stuff mm-hmm. like that. That's when you go, oh, okay, well, I might have something here. But yeah, even then, I imagine it's still very challenging. Mm-hmm. Like you have to really love what you're doing. Yeah. yeah. And like the Sobeys pitches we do, they like a lot of them got in, but to stay on the shelf right now, you can't even do tastings, right? Because of COVID and everything. So basically, how right. do you get people to try it? Because you can't yeah. even do tastings in stores. So then you get dropped because you don't have the sales enough to keep, be staying oh, on the shelves. That's hard. So yeah. It's not just getting in it. You have sure. to think about the process after uh, marketing and what are you going to do to push your products so people Very try true. it, right? And, you, and, it, and when it comes to like a lot of those kind of sauces are not cheap either because you're using good ingredients and mm-hmm. taking a risk. I mean, mind you, Sobeys probably has a really good return policy. But if you take a risk on like a $9 sauce, you're like, oh, is this going to be 
And then mm. your whole meal kind of centers around it. And you're just like, oh, like taking the chance. Like I've been in the grocery store where I want to try it because it's got good ingredients. It's different, like you say. But then you get it and you're like, oh, why didn't I just stick with like, it might not have been as good, but I knew it was going to be better than this. And then, mm-hmm. yeah, so it's a whole thing for sure. Mm-hmm. Your job sounds cool. It sounds so cool. It makes me want to move back home. It makes like, me want to apply for a job. I want to like move back home and go to food shows and wine expos and let's do it do stuff farmers markets actually i'm looking for an employee and i want them to be based out of newfoundland because they're so far and trying to get boots on the ground over there and i'm having a hard time like i'm doing interviews tomorrow and we didn't get a lot of applicants and i'm just like really like this is a good sweet job yeah it's a sweet gig yeah because we know someone in newfoundland who do we know (laughs) jean-luc Oh yeah. We should talk to John. I wonder I wonder what to yeah, I'll he's talk to him. My guy. my nephew. Yeah. My nef- nef- nephew. Second cousin. Oh, <laughs> he's nephew. kinda like a nephew. Kinda like a nephew. Yeah. It feels like my cousin's son. But um yeah, it, it's so fun. Like I like just hearing you talk, I just want to go to like vineyards and and <laughs> farmers markets and Tammy, do you ever food events. Do you do you love and appreciate your job every day? I love it. Like I I was kind of skeptical at first when I applied because I'm thinking, I don't know anything about export. I don't know about, you know, right. and you doubt yourself. But I think because I was already helping some companies with my food tours I was doing back then, I was doing walking food tours and bus tours to kind of showcase what we had in Moncton and the surrounding areas. It was kind of the same thing, but just at a bigger scale, right? Because then we're going national, international. And then Claude, my fiance, said, you know what? You can do this. Like, stop you know, just go do the interview and, you know, if you get it, you get it. And I know you can do it. So I'm glad I did. So I think people have to uh, believe more in themselves sometimes, because if you love like what I do, I love food and wine and scotch and all this stuff. Like everybody knows me as the foodie, right? So I'm posting pictures of food all the time, restaurants to support local. But I think if you love something so much, like you shouldn't even doubt yourself and go and run for it because yeah. you're passionate about it. And that's what people tell tell me. I'm really passionate when I start talking, I get excited. And it's to share what I know about, you know, good good stuff in Atlantic Canada or Canada. So And is there a lot of room to grow within your industry? Like can you is the sky the limit kind of? Um for me as my job per se, this like this, I don't think I would want to do anything else because I'm helping people like I just hearing their stories, how they started, what their next move is to try to help them to get there. I wouldn't want to do anything else. I don't think um, some friends are telling me like, oh, well, there's like, you could be like a trade commissioner to help like internationally and stuff like that. Eh, maybe later on, maybe if I'm older, but right now we're really like helping Atlantic Canada for sure. I love so. that. That's great. Mm-hmm. Did, yeah. Did you work with uh, Matt Pennell at Some Good Food for, with Some Good Freezies? Yeah. Was that a, was well, that a that's what that's what made me think about you guys because he was on your show and he just joined about a month or two ago with us so i'm helping him get through the hoops for different things so i got like three emails last week from matt saying Uh, okay i'm looking for this i'm looking for that so i'm helping him move along too so uh, i like he's a great guy great guy and great product some good some good freezies oh it's so Uh, good i ate like well i finished him Uh, you probably noticed (laughs) i'm sorry in one sitting i had like five or six they're just so good I couldn't yeah. stop. And there were so many left over. I thought you weren't into them. So I'm like, I'll just oh. polish off this box. Maybe next time, <laughs> just maybe like ask me. I probably should. Yeah, thanks. But um, uh, go ahead. Having a little fun. I'm sure he'll send you more. Yeah. Yeah. yeah oh, yeah. <laughs> Anything exciting coming up around uh, Moncton in the next uh, few months or weeks? 
Um, I know the wine show is supposed to go on. I don't know in what format yet, but there are talking like a few shows coming up. So, and um, yeah, I think, you know, there's new restaurants that are really nice and good and, you know, uh, stepping up the game with local foods. Um, but slowly but surely, I think the events are going to start in different capacities, maybe not the same format, but uh, yeah. Well, we want to encourage anyone in Atlantic Canada. Atlantic Canada is such a huge territory when you think about like when you said you, you're trying to find employees in Newfoundland like Newfoundland like the Maritimes versus the Atlantic provinces it's such a big gap um, like Toronto's closer to to Moncton than Newfoundland you know it's just so huge but uh, mm-hmm. we want to encourage anyone in Atlantic Canada if you want to get into if you've got a good food idea as you said and you don't know how to bring it to market go to uh, food and beverage Atlantic and that goes for beverages as well does that um does that include like uh, if someone has an idea for like like Jeff uh, Taylor like had that mm. idea for uh, he had an idea for freezies but f- with uh, alcohol? Do you guys deal with any alcohol kind of related stuff? If anyone has ideas for oh yeah for that yeah to, to we have uh, all the wineries, distilleries, breweries. Oh, of course, are yeah. What am I saying? To, um, just the Sobeys pitch wouldn't work in that one because it's non-alcohol products for that program. Right. But Sobeys has a division for the alcohol programs too. So it all depends. Yeah. But you know, like if it's always, like I said, you're getting, you're going to get the most out of your membership by just asking questions and reaching out and I can connect you with, I won't know everything, but I can connect you to the right people. And we made a lot of partnerships with different associations too. Like I was in Nova Scotia because of the Nova Scotia board and the AGM uh, for grape growers. So we're trying to, you know, partner more together so we can maximize the funds we get from government and so on mm-hmm. and, and really help the industry long-term. So that's the goal. And so what's, I don't know if you answered this question already, but what did you um, like, what's involved in becoming a member uh, basically it's a, a, a yearly fee. Uh, it's really reasonable, like depending on how many employees you have is what gauges the price. Okay. So example, underneath 25 people, it's just 220 a year. Okay. Um, and then you have access to a bunch like, and we have a newsletter with all the information, not just what we do, but everything from industry as much as we can. So you just have one stop shop to find some information. Oh, it's very reasonable. And, yeah. Yeah. Like, and then, you know, if it's more, well, it's, 500 and then the, the higher levels 1200 and the other thing we're working on i forgot to mention is um i call it the guidance tool but basically it's a database with everything in atlantic canada so if you're looking for blueberries to do a freezy like matt is doing well you can go on and search who in atlantic oh, canada oh, sells yeah. blueberries okay. or yeah. funding or co-packers or you know um that's great ingredients but I was working on this for two years because when I started, I said, where's all the lists? Like even government's asking me, like, where, like, who do you know that copas? There was no lists anywhere. So I was working on that. And finally, we realized that BC and Ontario had a co-packer portal. That's the only thing they had. And then I was talking about this. And all of a sudden during COVID, we hear that because I'm on the board of Food and Beverage Canada as well. They're our lobbying partner. And the one in Quebec, uh, similar to us, well, they created one. So now we're launching it national with Protein Industries Canada to have access to Canadian-wide. So example, if I can't find the amount of blueberries in New Brunswick, I can look in PI, I can look in Ontario, and it's going to be easier to navigate and find what you're looking for instead of, because people don't have resources to spend for two hours, like a week to try to find information on the internet, right? So we're trying to facilitate all that to make it easy. So that's that's really good news. And then if you, you also 
have it in your um, database that that would imply that you've like vetted them, you know about them, you know that they're legit. You know, if you're doing your own research, you don't really know. Yeah, well, we don't really vet because it's hard to vet. Like we'll put all the information in the database. And after that, like example, consultants, uh, I can't vet everybody because it would take forever. And I'm the only employee right now. So basically what we do, we have a list of our members that are consultants and say, this is a list. What I would suggest is call a few, get a vibe to see if it would work with this person. Because you always get that vibe, right? If it's clicking or not Mm -hmm. or whatnot. Uh, that's what I suggest. And then go with the one that you feel. Okay. You know. How many members um, do you have right now? Uh, about 210 now. Oh, nice. So it's great. Yeah, I started two and a half years ago with 200, uh, 130-ish. Okay. Oh, so it's growing. Cool. Great. Well, yeah. again, uh, uh, thank you so much. Wait, Tammy. I have one more question. Oh, you do? I'll go ahead. Sure. Uh, <laughs> I have a couple comments. First of all, I just wanted to share with you some comments. Um, Wendy, one of our viewers, regular viewers and listeners, says what a great initiative she's involved in, sharing knowledge to help others in success, which is awesome. She said uh, great, great advice. And uh, she also had a great question. She said, um, uh, would you recommend a good wedding wine? Because we're getting married next summer. And um, we're looking for a good wedding wine, a good like red and white that would be on the table, something that would come from around your area, somewhere in the Moncton, New Brunswick-ish area. So Mm -hmm. do you have any suggestions on that? Certainly. Uh, It's funny that you mentioned that because we're getting married on the 10th of October this year. Oh, no way. (laughs) So yeah, we just decided like in June, like it wasn't even planned when we were getting married. We just got engaged a few years ago and said, whatever. And then Claude's like, okay, why don't we get married in October? I said, oh, next year. He's like, no, no, in October this year. I said, what? (laughs) I said, don't you have, like, we're renovating a triplex, like we're in full, <laughs> super busy. But anyway, so yeah. So basically we're getting Congratulations. married. Congratulations. <laughs> yeah, congrats. Thank you. That's awesome. So we're getting married at Magnetic Hill Winery. And oh, nice. uh, as I mentioned earlier, like a lot of those wineries are really growing and learning about the grapes they're planting and getting new hybrids and really getting good at their craft. And the last ones I tried from Magnetic Hill, there's like about four or five new ones. They're really, really nice. Like we will never have a robust red wine in Atlantic Canada because our weather's not meant for that. So you'll always say, see that the reds are a little bit lighter style, either like a Pinot or Merlot light. That would be the gist of it because of the weather. Um, I would strongly suggest looking at Magnetic Hill because of their new wines that yeah. just came out. Like okay. they're made with grapes. They have some with fruit. So if you have guests that likes more of the fruity sweeter stuff there's that too so you get a mix of whatever but uh, I would strongly suggest Magnetic Hill Winery. And what did mm-hmm. you choose for your table for your guests? Um, basically what I did um, people have options to drink whatever they want at, for their wine but their gift is a bottle of um, a red or white that they, they will choose on the way out. Oh that's nice. Yeah. Nice. That's really nice. Okay great thank well, you there. for that. Congrats. Yeah. That's Con- going to be a nice environment yeah. to get. Thank you. And that's coming up too. You'll be here before you know it. I think that's, yeah, I think that's the way to do it. Like, just like, let's just get it done. We, cause we were going to get married in done. August this year. Well, no, it's cause like I you, you look forward funny. to it for so long, not get it done, but I mean like, cause, cause, you, cause no good, but you could over, you could plan these things oh, forever. Yeah. Like you could just like nonstop. So when you yeah. set a, a deadline like that, you just not get it to over with, but you know what I'm saying? I'm like teasing. it just forces you to. To get the ball in motion, because we were supposed yeah. to get married in August of this year, and we decided in New Brunswick, so we decided last kind of minute, like in June, to postpone, because we didn't want masks, we didn't want, we didn't know about the, mm-hmm. the two week quarantine. Turns out we could have, 
been married in October with no restrictions, but August. it was it's too last minute and it was too <laughs> much October. crazy. So we oh uh, August yeah. yeah, so we pushed it to next year. Um, yeah. so it wasn't just that reason too. Like a lot of family members weren't coming yeah, yeah, because they were nervous about travel. Too. Yeah, so it just felt not mm-hmm. fun. Like it's yeah. So yeah. anyway, we'll be doing it next year. But um, awesome. yeah, so so congrats. And as I said to anyone in Atlantic uh, Canada who's uh, who wants who has a food idea or wants to get in the food industry, go to AtlanticFood.ca and reach out. They're there to help. A one-stop shop, kind of a, a t- to um, help you bring your idea to uh, fruition to market. And uh, thanks again, Tammy. It was really great catching up. It's been a long time. Yes. Thanks, Jens. Thanks, Julia. Um, wishing you all the best in the next few months. And Thank you. Uh, Hope to see hopefully. you. Yeah, one of these visits down. Yeah, hopefully soon. Yeah, yeah. for sure. And uh, and if we don't talk to you before October, happy wedding day and uh, congrats again. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. All Have right. a good week. Bye. Thanks so much. There Thanks she goes. Thanks for chatting. Bye. Tammy Bye, Bidu of Atlantic Food uh, or uh, Beverage and Food Atlantic or Food and Beverage Atlantic. There she goes. And um, as I said, go to AtlanticFood.ca. I want to say Atlantic Food all the time, but it's Food and Beverage Atlantic because oh. the website is AtlanticFood.ca. Maybe I'll find a link th- right now and do it. So so it's Food and Beverage Atlantic? Yeah, but it's f- it's the f- website is AtlanticFood.ca. Oh. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, there it is. I think the cool kids call it Atlantic Food, but officially it's food. And oh, I want to be cool. Yeah. Mm, anyway. that was really uh interesting that sounds like a fun gig yeah imagine just traveling the provinces the atlantic provinces and going to vineyards and farmers markets and food events and wine shows i know sounds great it made me miss home talking to her it was um yeah I know. Let's move used, there. used to miss doing those things I, I used to miss i miss doing those things out there with people you know and love as you know, we've talked about many times before. I have no friends here mm-hmm. in life. Well, we have some, but Aww. Wendy says batting one thousand with your great guests and interview skills. Oh, thank you so Isn't much. That nice? Yeah, Thanks, that's very Wendy. nice. Round of applause for uh, us. Round of applause for you, Wendy. Yeah. Well, Chen Poo. Yeah. What do you say? I think we're ready to wrap her up and we'll see you all tomorrow. We have a full week this week. We do have a full week. Are we missing any days? Hold on. Monday, Tuesday. Do I have any shows? I've got Thursday night. I feel like I've got stuff this week, but... I think we're doing a full week, a Monday, Monday to Friday. Monday to Friday, full week of shows. <laughs> that was like so slow motion. I, it's because I was trying to find. I get to the thing Ooh. before... Uh, oh, this one is slow motion, you mean? And yeah, okay. what you did. Oh. It just felt like the whole thing. Well, you can't win them all, Jen. Mm-hmm. You cannot win them all. Them all. Oh, God. I thought we were going to dodge the song. Ah, just when you thought you could get away from it, you turn away and it's here for you.
This is this song, doing these improvised songs are a lot like working out, as you said, because I never want to do it, ever, ever want to do it. And I'm often sore afterwards with a bruised ego. Come on, two, three, these songs are not easy, these songs. Yeah, well, funny you should mention that because the goal is to have guests almost every day since Monday is a day that would definitely include Monday. Guest every day. Guest every day. Guest every day. Okay, this song sucks. Can we move on? Let's just wrap her up. Wrap her up. <laughs> Let's go for the clothes. <laughs> ah. Ah. <laughs> Uh, thank you, ladies and gentlemen. Have a great day. Mm, uh, it's the Monday song. Monday morning is almost over, ladies and gentlemen, from now on. This is the most time you'll have between now and next Monday morning, so enjoy it. Monday morning is over, ladies and gentlemen. Shut up. <laughs> Shut up and go for the clothes. All right. Thank you, everybody. Thanks to our guest, Tammy Brido. 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 Thanks to you, Jen. Thank you. I you agree. Having guests does add a little something to our steps. Little, step. uh, little pep to our yeah. step. A little hop to our bounce. A little skip to our jaunt. Well, last day on coffee, so tomorrow might not be as agreeable oh as today. Oh, God. I wonder what time my dentist appointment is tomorrow. I have to find out. Because last time we, I, when I booked the dentist appointment, we, we, were, still, do we were still yeah. doing the show at 7 a.m., so I wonder what time my shit. Do they email? I think they email you. Yeah, they will, but I mean, I just it might affect the show tomorrow. I know. Why don't you check right now your email? I didn't. I haven't gotten anything. It would have beeped. No, I didn't get anything. All right. Um, so we might be here tomorrow, or I might be in a dentist chair. Well, we could my gums massage. do a different time, too. Yeah, we could do a different time. All right. Maybe we could do an earlier one tomorrow. All right. Just well, for a special event. We'll let you know on the Instagram page. And yeah, go on Instagram. Follow us at the Julian Dion Show with Jen Grant. Go to the Julian Dion Show with Jen Grant.com. Like the Facebook page. Subscribe on all your favorite podcast platforms. And on YouTube, hit that little bell. Jen, I love you. Love you. We'll see you tomorrow, everybody. And until then, watch your motherfucking head. Oh, sweet. It's just a waste of time. Two, three. A beautiful waste of time. Mariah or Yoko it's tomorrow. Just a waste of time. The whole world wants a piece of my head, but they all. Get a piece of my mind instead I'll roll over and go back to bed It's such a beautiful waste of time A waste of time